Delano's Top of the Week. You're tuning to The Breakfast Show on RCD Radio and it's now that time of the week when we catch up with Delano about a topic in the news and look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg. There's always a personal pick as well from whoever is in and this week I'm very happy to have Tracy Heinrichs with me. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Uh, today we're going to be talking about COP27 which just wrapped up in Egypt. Uh, what were the kind of main results to come out of the conference? Well, um, similarly to last year, the results ended up being really mixed. Um, I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry, it's a bit cold outside. Um, so, yeah, so in the end, it took, um, I think, 36 more hours to get to some sort of agreement. Um, and so the biggest outcome of the event has been um, to create a climate finance fund. Essentially, this future fund will be used to help poor countries um, and more vulnerable countries when they're affected by climate disasters. Um, this loss and damage fund marks the first time in 30 years that um, of climate talks that uh, developed countries have agreed to finance the rescue and recovery of poorer countries during uh, climate-related disasters. Um, and it was very heavily push- pushed, of course, by um, small island states who um, are especially touched by adverse climate change consequences like rising sea levels, um, or other effects, I suppose. Um, so it took quite a long, quite a lot to, uh, for the proponents to, of this fund to convince the heads of developed countries. Um, the reason for this was that uh, the US and European Union at first were against the deal, uh, saying that other existing funds could be redirected in the case of a natural disaster. Um, but vulnerable countries won their case in the end um, when the EU on Friday made a U-turn on its initial position and agreed to start this fund. Um, the only condition that the EU has is that this the list of donors to this fund um, be broadened to include countries that maybe 30 years ago were considered vulnerable countries or developing countries and now have a booming economy like China, for instance. Um, and China is obviously a high emitter of um, pollution, so yes. Um, but this fund will take quite a few years to um, be set up. So um, the details of who will manage the fund, who will contribute to the fund and who will benefit from it are still to be decided. And um, in the end, though, it is still a victory for vulnerable countries that this will be set up. It does sound like a positive result to have come out of the conference. You said that the results were mixed. What were the disappointments to come out of this uh, Um Yes, so the so the, the, the EU's position uh, going into COP27 was that it really wanted to push major emitters um, like China, like I've mentioned, to increase and accelerate their emission cuts. Um, but emis- uh, ultimately, these um, concerned countries... Um, who aren't classified as developed yet um, have been left off the hook as uh, Clinton's uh, White House climate advisor uh, Paul Bledsoe said in an interview. Um, So this COP, the 1.5 Paris Agreement uh, goal, was barely kept alive and no agreements were reached to limiting the consumption of fossil fuels and natural gases, as had been the hope after last uh, last year's COP. Um, So with the efforts that are currently in place, we are heading towards a 2.4 to 2.8 degree um, threshold, which is obviously not good for uh, any of us, really. That's very scary. Um, Yes. So, so, I mean, the way that uh, the EU Commission's Vice President Franz Timmermans put it 
um, was quite accurate for me. It said that he said that the deal does not address the yawning gap between climate science and our climate policies. Um, so yeah, so if big emitters don't bring down their emissions, then nothing will change essentially. And um, so yeah, so as was the case with COP26, um, some big decisions were taken, but ultimately we're still heading towards a not so bright future if we don't take more. That's quite disheartening, you know, (laughs) that the fact that these conferences happen every year and then they they can't seem to to make big decisions Mm -hmm. like that. Yes, I think I think there's of of course the matter of uh, lobbying lobbyists who um, try to push different countries, different states into a more watered down deal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. But at least the loss and damage fund will be created, and that is already a big win for um, bringing some equality between countries. And what about um, Luxembourg's input to the conference? Um, yes, yeah, so Luxembourg, um, as a part of the EU, will contribute to the loss and damage fund. Um, so last year, uh, Luxembourg said that it was going to contribute 220 million euros to over a five-year period to the International Climate Fund. Um, and it now has said that 10 million of this envelope will go towards this new newly created fund. Um, and then another 5 million will be given to the Santiago Network, which helps coordinate efforts for prevention, reduction and consideration of losses and damage. And then there will be other contributions um, and the grant that she has been considering bringing another 1 million uh, euros to the Adaption Fund, which helps the most vulnerable countries have access to financial resources. Um, and then Luxembourg's Environment Minister, Joel Welfling, was also there at the event and um, she has said that it is imperative that more is done during the next climate conference uh, to increase the efforts to reduce emissions um, but she I suppose she agrees with the general sentiment that the loss and damage fund is already a big victory do we know when where the next one is taking place in 2023 20, uh, I'm, I'm not You're sure, not sure? <laughs> okay Sorry. well uh Hopefully it will take place. Like the environment minister (laughs) says, uh, hopefully some big decisions can be made at that one, at least. Mm -hmm. Thanks for talking to us about that. I'm going to play a song now. And when we come back, we can look at some events that you've picked out for listeners to look forward to in Luxembourg. Unknown Mall Orchestra with Honeybee on RS City Radio, where we're back in the studio with Delano. And Tracy Heinrichs is going to run us through some events that she's picked out for listeners to look forward to. In Luxembourg this week, what yes. have we got first, Tracy? Um, so first we have uh, an event happening tonight. Uh, so Luxembourg's really cool uh, live band Mutiny on the Bounty will be playing a gig for free. Um, the show will be happening at the Atelier Communal in uh, Roumelange. And um, the show is being put on by Spectrum, which is open a few days ago as part of the, the ESH 2022 uh, culture. So having seen... Mutiny on the Bounty Live. Um, it's something I can really recommend, even if you're not maybe familiar with uh, instrumental rock music. Nice. And so that's free. People don't need to buy tickets. They can just show up. Yep. Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that places will be limited, but mm. just try and show up. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, um, thanks. And then on Wednesday, uh, the Network Luxembourg will organize a business event, especially catering to female entrepreneurs in Luxembourg. So the uh, event is titled How to Build and Maintain a Thriving Business from Concept to Planning to Execution and Securing Funding. 
so the event caters, like I said, uh, to women entrepreneurs who will be able to get some knowledge and key strategies for from other female experts in the field. And then for my third recommendation, uh, this is a recommendation by one of my colleagues, um, the Garage Gang improvisation team will be coming to Rockas on Friday uh, the 25th with a bunch of uh, energy and laughs to be expected. Uh, so the four actors will be on stage um, and will tell uh, lively stories while competing in absurd challenges and the audience will have its part to play. Uh, so tickets can be bought in advance uh, for this one um, for, I think, 10 euros, but you can also get them for 15 euros at the door. Great. And just a reminder, all of those events can be found on the agenda section of the Delano website. Yes. And talking about events, I just checked for the COP next year uh-huh. and it's happening in the United Arab Emirates. So that's sort of the information for your next pub quiz All right. uh, question. <laughs> Great. Thanks for checking that for us. Um, we're going to finish up with a song that you've chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this one? Okay, so this is called um, Trouble by Agar Agar. Um, I honestly just knew them for that one song called Prettiest Virgin. And uh, I heard this song yesterday. Um, it came out this year. And so they're... Um, a Parisian electro pop group. Um, it's a bit different from my usual, more jazzy, more relaxed vibes, but um, I thought it was quite fun, so I recommend this one. All right, cool. Let's hear it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank uh, you. And we'll see you or one of your colleagues next week for another Delano Talk exactly. of the Week. Exactly. Goodbye.